I'm enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. This road is the afterwards of the Civil War. It began at Fort Sumter, South Carolina and ended at a place called Appomattox. It's littered with the residue of broken battles and shattered dreams. Episode number 69 of The Twilight Zone was The, the Passers-By. And uh, Sean, th- this was, uh, you know, I, I think Rod Serling really liked uh, visiting a couple things. Uh, Westerns, space, the Civil War, um, and, and nuclear war, for that matter. I mean, it was the early 60s. Only like seven things existed, so... That, that's true. There was a lot less to keep track of. I, I was thinking about that the other day. Like uh, when you think about like popular music in like the 50s and 60s, yeah. there, there was literally like seven albums and that was it. <laughs> and that was it. And now, now everything's been sort of stacked on top of that. And There were but, no asp- aspiring uh, preteen sound clown rappers uh, during that time. So. No, no, not at all. Uh, there was only so many places you could go. So uh, at the beginning of this particular episode, and, and this is probably going to be one of those where where, um, you know, not not to I mean, this is a great episode and, and I always enjoy watching it, despite yeah. the fact that it's a little dark. Um, I, I don't know that there's that much to say about it because, <laughs> because there, it's, it, it's fairly straightforward. There really isn't. It's so weird because um, we I don't know about, the, you know, I, I think this one in the next two weeks, there's there's not a whole lot that happens. There's one linear you know, uh, plot line. But mm-hmm. th- that being said, this is one of my favorite episodes. Um, it is, it is dark. It is like yeah. spooky. What, what does that say about the two of us that this is, <laughs> that we both really like this episode? I think it's awesome. It's, um, and I mean, at least the first time I saw it when I was a kid, I didn't, I didn't see, you know, the end coming. Um, but it's, uh, I really enjoyed it. I, and, and, and I still do, you know, even just watching it, you know, for this episode. Yeah, so at the beginning, we're, uh, we're introduced to a uh, Confederate Army sergeant. Uh, so this probably couldn't get made today because it's, it's the Confederacy. Um, That's true. But uh, he's, well, uh, he's hobbling, hobbling down the road and um, just got his, uh, you know, his, his little hobo bindle and a, and a guitar, <laughs> which, which, by the way, at one point he refers to it as a git box. That, that, for some reason, really bothered me. I didn't – there's no way that was – there's no way a guitar was ever referred to as a git box. I don't care if it's the 60, the 1960s or the 1860s. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know why that jumped out at me so much, but I'm like a git box. Who is this guy? God. Uh, Cause you know, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't shorten it at all. So why I'm would you call it? A, not g- <laughs> why, why would you call it a git box instead of a guitar? It, it doesn't. Uh, and I just totally said guitar like I was from the south. Just uh, <laughs> there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Tell you what. I always uh, thought of this as you know, sort of a nice follow-on to uh, Gone with the Wind because you know the South has just gotten their butts kicked, and uh, you know people are returning and finding the place completely burnt out. That's that's kind of another thing that's kind of, you know, just the subliminal scariness of uh, of this and a lot of Twilight Zone episodes. You know, you have, you know, the monster that, you know, right. Mm-hmm. That is the the twist ending to this, if you want to call it a twist. Um, and then there's the monster that you don't really think about. And that's returning and trying to rebuild your home or, you know, in in other episodes where I don't know, it's it, it's just the that like kind of moral um 
uh, commentary that that underlies a lot of uh, uh, Twilight Zone episodes. It's it's not you know as direct in this episode than it is in in, in a bunch of others. But there's just there's multiple layers <laughs> of uneasiness in this episode. Yeah, I think that that might actually be why I like it. I'm not I'm not sure why uh, you know why young Keith would have liked it, uh, but there there is just sort of this. It's a lot like uh, Judgment Night in that, like, you know, something's something bad's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, And and I I think at the end of the day, it's it's, uh, you know, not not to fast forward too much, but it's it's a very low key bad at at the end. It's it's very, very low key uh, sixth sense sort of bad. (laughs) Uh, So this uh, this this arm Confederate Army sergeant with his git box is uh, walking down a, a, a dirt road, or as they say in the South, just a road. <laughs> and uh, he, come, he, he comes upon a, a, a house and a, a woman, you know, sitting on the front porch. And, and I, I did think it was interesting that, um, you know, presumably this is a plantation, but the house is right next to the road. That, that, yeah. that <laughs> seemed completely uh, unrealistic. But Yeah, no. there was no, uh, no, no front yard to mow. Also, the uh, the this is a I don't know if it's a good Twilight Zone name, but Lavinia Godwin is the mm-hmm. most Civil War widow name I've ever. Yeah, heard that's of. definitely an antebellum sort of name. <laughs> yeah, there, there aren't a whole lot of Lavinias walking around. You know what? Let's bring it back. I I, I think so. If uh, if uh, you know Misty and I ever have a, a a little tax break of our own, I think <laughs> I, I will definitely suggest uh, Lavinia as a as a name. I think that's. I mean, it's a beautiful middle name. Uh, by the way, the actress who played uh, uh, Lavinia was uh, Joanne Linville, who uh, she also played a Romulan uh, in in Star Trek in uh, the episode "The Enterprise Incident," and uh, she just died. Uh, just, she just passed away in June. So she yeah. made. It, you know, we, we've we've talked a, a little bit of, periodically about you know whether actors from the Twilight Zone are, are still with us or not. She was. When we started this podcast, but she is not at this point. Oh, the first casualty. Yeah, yeah. For, for first that we know of, I, th- I think. For good run, though. I mean, you know, ninety-three years old. She hung in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, I I remember last month when we recorded this. Anyway, last month, um, <laughs> I I remember like seeing that popping around in in like Star Trek circles you know, online and not knowing that by, you know, within a few weeks, we'd actually be talking about her on the Twilight Zone. Mm. Is this uh, your your Star Trek circles now? Is this basically like a, a couple subreddits or do you have like a, a deep dive discord? Where do you get your Star, Star Trek news you can use? So I actually uh, follow a, uh, a, a Twitter account that's uh, just uh, it. it it used to be called uh, Trek Movie. Let's see. We, we can uh, use my uh, my gaming keyboard. That's so satisfying. <laughs> um, yeah, and and they either had it or they were re- retweeting somebody who did, and that that's generally my source for Star Trek news. Just that one Twitter account, or good to know. I, uh, I I would recommend them if if you if you want some some Star Trek news. Also, there, there's a great Twitter account that uh, you know to, to get our obligatory Futurama 
uh, reference in. There, there's actually a Twitter account that just retweets every Saturday night at 7 p.m. Uh, it's Saturday night. The the clip of uh, of Fry from Futurama saying it's Saturday night. I have no date. I have a you know bottle of Shasta and my All Rush mixtape. Let's do this thing. That's all the Twitter account does every week. Such a tragic character. <laughs> he really is. Speaking of tragic characters, back to the Twilight Zone. Uh, so we find out that uh, Lavinia Godwin, uh, uh, her husband, had uh, gone off to fight the war. And uh, I believe she says right away that, he's, that he, uh, he did not make it. Uh, so right. she's not expecting him to come back, which will play into the story later. Mm-hmm. And uh, the sergeant uh, asks for some water and, and uh, you know, just to, uh, you know, just to rest for a bit. And, and that ends up turning into a significant amount of time. Uh, for, for some reason, like in, in previous viewings, I'd always imagine him being there for like a number of days, like actually yeah. settling in. Uh, when I watched it this time, I, I, I'm not quite sure. He may have just been there for an hour seems, or two. Yeah, it seems like an afternoon. <clears throat> um so I'm I'm reading this uh, this like Wikipedia synopsis of uh, of the plot, and it says they sit under a dead tree mm-hmm. um, in their front yard. I don't think I noticed that it was a dead tree, but that's also like a very nice touch of just kind of like that dark harbinger of uh, you know what's to come. Yeah, I I don't I it, it I don't remember it's it jumping out to me as being a dead tree, but but you're right, it it does sort of fit and. You know, the sergeant uh, starts playing his git box and uh, and and singing and uh, uh, actually has a, a decent singing voice. But uh, so then uh, as he's as he's playing, you know, you've got the steady stream of soldiers and uh, they're they're both Union and Confederate soldiers, which creates <laughs> which creates a problem because Lavinia's husband died in the war. And uh, she's not too happy about that, as as you know, one could imagine. And uh, then a Union soldier, I would imagine he's an officer just by the way he's he's talking, uh, comes and uh, and he wants some water. And Lavinia is having none of it. A- actually, the the uh, the sergeant he's he's fairly hospitable to the guy. Right. Seems like the it seems like the sergeant has uh, come to terms with the loss, the southern loss in the Civil War, better than some people now. Yeah, <laughs> I love it when uh, when I see like an internet meme that like compares the length of the Confederacy to like other things like Outcast or the Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, why? I want a flag with Blanche, Rose, uh, Dorothy, and the other one. Wait, now I'm going to have to figure this out. Okay, so four years, that's about 1,200 days. Okay. Tennessee has not been Alabama in football in more than 5,000 days. Okay, so the Civil War, we'll say it's four years. Okay, that's 1,460 days. Okay? Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you tell where I'm going with this? It's, yeah. it, it's going to make you laugh. 460 divided by 11... Are we long? <laughs> it's 132 Scaramucci's. That's how long the Civil War was. Uh, I haven't heard that one in a, in a while. 
I, and actually, honestly, I would have expected it to be way more Scaramucci's than that. That that's that's kind of surprising. I hate to get too off target, but I still remember Scaramucci's first um, <clears throat> press conference where he like thanked Huckabee Sanders for the makeup, the great makeup person, and like he was very good at like bantering with. Uh, um, uh, reporters and I was like, oh, and as as a person who's never been a fan of Trump, sorry to in- interject politics uh, among our uh, I, neither neither vibe, but, <laughs> but continue. Um, and I, I just remember you know being disappointed and just kind of being like, oh man, this guy's going to be around for a while and he might turn this thing around. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, twenty four uh, two hundred and forty hours later. <laughs> Yeah, that didn't uh, that didn't last too long. Um, yeah, I, I, imagine that uh, I, a, a uh, the, the Civil War was only 132 Scaramucci's. I I totally shocked. I would never have imagined that. Uh, so anyway, so they're talking to this uh, this Yankee who's uh, in, invaded their homeland the way that Yankees do, and uh, uh, she gets. Uh, uh, he he gets water from the uh, from from the sergeant, and then he gets a face full of lead from Lavinia. <laughs> I was really hoping she'd have like a one liner, something I don't know, something to do with like water and a pump action shotgun. But who knows? I guess it wasn't a pump action. But <laughs> no, no. So well, and, and he really doesn't get a face full of lead either because he already got a face full of lead. Yes, he did. Uh, because, because, as they're uh, chatting so pleasantly, the the sergeant uh, recounts the fact that this is actually a a uh, Union soldier who helped him when he got shot. Right. And uh, uh, so Lavinia, when he uh, when when she shoots him, doesn't do anything. Uh, she's surprised by that, but doesn't seem to too bothered by it. And then th- this is about the time that uh, the, the sergeant seems to realize that something is is has gone awry here. There's uh, I think Lavinia is about to hear some hard truths. Yeah, because about that time, uh, you know, the the uh, the the union guy leaves. And that's about the time that Lavinia hears uh, hears her husband coming down the the road. And so at that point, her husband clearly knows what's going on. And I think because of. You know what just happened. The sergeant knows what's going on, but Lavinia has still, despite the fact that she shot a guy and it didn't do anything, she has no idea what's happening. I mean, she really is a, a true defender of uh, what she believed was her country. Um, I um, mean, she really does not hesitate to to grab that gun. Yeah, much like many other people uh, in the Civil War, ignoring <laughs> reality and substituting their own. Um, I, I, I really, I, I don't know why, but the song that like Judd sings and of course, um, uh, the first guy with his get box, uh, mm-hmm. sings, I don't know why I love, I love the heck out of that song. Yeah. I, I like that one better. I, I, there's a, there's another, uh, later Twilight Zone episode. I think it's in the last season about a song and mm. that one is really annoying, but this one I like. <laughs> um, and I, I forget, but when we get to it, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But um, oh, I, 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 I don't know if, if you know which, uh, which one I'm, I'm talking to, talking about, because Any- I, I can't remember the name, but. 
Anytime I hear the la- uh, anything about the last season, I just I get violently angry about that last episode, <laughs> about the bewitching pool. Because you know the bewitching pool is coming. Like like you know it's on the horizon. <sighs> like, like that that feeling of dread that we mentioned. You know that in this episode that you know <laughs> there's a shoe that's going to drop. That like literally, I, I feel like that's clouded this whole podcast in a way. That, that <laughs> like we what? both know the bewitching pool with the kid that sounds like Rocky the Flying Squirrel oh is God. eventually going to be a I thing. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. What's worse, the final episode of Seinfeld, Guns N' Roses, the spaghetti incident, or bewitching pool? <laughs> oh, that that's a tough one. It's just like what a what an awful note to go out on. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, and add in the um add in the Star Trek the Next Generation episode where Dr. Crusher was um uh was possessed by a ghost. That that was a that was a good one too. I really want to watch that. <laughs> so uh so her husband Judd, I think his name is Judd, which is yeah. again a totally antebellum name. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There, there's plenty of Judds right now, but um <laughs> Man, I've, I've really been been pretty rough in the South in this episode. <laughs> I mean, there are some wonderful, uh, wonderful uh, people and places in the South. There are, um, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely enjoy uh, being a visitor to the South a lot more than I did living there, but uh, de- definitely know, a good the... place to visit, which is also a later Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, no, we already did that one. That was, that was an early one. Yeah. Um. So Judd, her husband, uh, wants to leave. The sergeant does too. I think the sergeant just, he, he goes on his merry way with his git box. And uh, so Judd wants to uh, go down the, um, the, uh, the road there. And it, it kind of reminded me of, uh, I, I may be the only person who has ever said these words, kind of reminded me of the movie Skyline. Where uh, everybody, you know, the aliens come and everybody sees the light and they're drawn to the light. It, it sort of reminded me of that because, you know, like everybody just, they, they just sort of like feel this tug to go down the road. Yeah, and, uh, sure. Uh, so he wants to ease it on down the road, but Lavinia is having none of it. <laughs> uh, but eventually he, he just leaves. Like, he's like, you know what? I'll see you later. I'm going down the road. He does. She, she's, uh, she's not too happy about him. And then lo and behold, what happens? A, a very nice, uh, uh, sweet voice says, basically, hey, what are you so upset about? And, you know, that uh, deep, that deep, booming voice that this person is no, known for. Um, well, I, I actually, he doesn't really have a deep voice in this. It's, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it is actually like, um, like a Daniel Day Lewis in the movie Lincoln. Where it it was a lot lot higher pitched than most people uh, associate with Lincoln, except it turns out that that's actually probably more accurate. So yeah. good on Rod Serling for you know casting somebody who sounded like that. I mean, uh, people people lost their minds over uh, Daniel Day Lewis, and uh, sure enough, it was Rod Serling who uh, pioneered it all along, as usual. Right. Uh, so Abraham Lincoln shows up, and uh, by the way, he says uh, he's the last person who's going to be on the uh, on this road because he's the last casualty of the Civil War. Yeah. Which, by the way, allowed me to go uh, history geek on us for uh, for a Please. few minutes. Uh, that was not the case. They they kept fighting the Civil War for a while. <laughs> Some people are still fighting it. Some might say we're still fighting it. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh. By the way, if you have not been to Ford Theater, mm-hmm. uh, I, I highly recommend it. The museum downstairs is so awesome. Just every, everything that they have uh, about John Wilkes Booth and, and Lincoln, of course, and, and just like the conspiracy and everything like that is um, you know, and just the happenstance, like to minor, seemingly minor decisions that led to him being exactly, you know, like getting to, you know, uh, town on, on time and stuff like that. And, you know, missed yeah. opportunities. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah, it is. Uh, and you can also go see, uh, you can also cross the street and go see the house where uh, Lincoln actually, uh, passed away. Yes. Um, and I believe there's an Abe's waffles <laughs> across the nice. street. Nice. Somebody the, just opened a waffle shop and called it Abe's Waffles. Yeah, uh, I, I was there in the, in the spring of 2000. So it's been, l- listen, it was the Clinton administration when I went there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so it's been quite a while. I don't remember seeing Abe's Waffles, but uh, <laughs> the, the next time that I'm in Washington, D.C., uh, you can bet that's the first thing I'm going <laughs> to be looking for is Abe's Waffles. Darn right. Um, there's got to be... It's got to be some sort of inappropriate comment I can make about about there being a hole in the waffle or something. <laughs> Whatever. They don't sell donuts there. <laughs> yeah, see that that that's probably why we we don't sell donuts <laughs> because it would be insensitive. So, <laughs> uh, so he is the last casualty of the Civil War. You know, he he's the last symbolic casualty of the Civil War. Right. Uh, eventually, you know, she wouldn't go with her husband, but she does go with Lincoln. I mean, tough to blame her, you know. Uh, That's how persuasive Lincoln was. <laughs> does does the appearance of Abraham Lincoln does it take like I hesitate to use the word goofy, but it, does it take away from like the the s- solemnity and then and the the kind of forebodingness of the of the episode overall? I never thought so. I mean, I I always bought into the idea, even though you know semi-amateur historian keith you know like that that angel on on that shoulder was always saying wait a minute you know they kept fighting for for a few months after lincoln was dead so he wasn't actually the last casualty of the civil war um i always thought that wrapped it up kind of nicely yeah usually if somebody told me just you know just the plot of this before i actually saw it i'd be like oh my god come on Of, of course lincoln shows up at the end but i think it's great um also when you uh correct things like well they actually kept fighting after the assassination i think it's mandatory to like push up uh glasses on the bridge of your nose whether or not you're actually wearing glasses <laughs> and it'd be actually, well technically <laughs> yeah there well, you go actually, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so so this episode makes up uh, what i like to call the people who don't know they're dead yet trilogy mm. uh there's the hitchhiker uh, the passers by and the hunt, which we'll get to uh, in a little while. Um, there, Man, there's there's actually probably, episode. considering the fact that you know it's the Twilight Zone and the nature of things, there's probably more than that. But but those are we'll we'll, we'll call that the OG people who don't know their dead yet trilogy. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I think th- this is definitely an episode that uh, that holds up. This. You know, despite despite the goofy appearance of Lincoln at the end, <laughs> it's uh, one that I, I never, ever, ever skip. I love it. Incident on a dirt road during the month of April, the year 1865. As we've already pointed out, it's a road that won't be found on a map. 
but it's one of many that lead in and out of the Twilight Zone. Gabatron?